0: Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. Before I really dig into this episode, I wanna be very clear that I'm talking about more heteronormative relationship structures and what goes along with that. This is things I've experienced in my family and in my past, but is not relative of single parents or people who choose to run a household on their own, because that shit is different, especially considering it doesn't involve the mental load Of taking care of a partner that was supposed to be a partner and not another pain in the ass. And it's not to say that all heteronormative relationships fall victim to this. A lot of them will not be in this norm, but they will have some of those dynamics Deeply ingrained in us because we were raised in American culture. The patriarchal structures have struck all of us and they have affected all of us and they have harmed all of us. And I want to be clear to any men listening to any of this or any feminist content in general if it is really genuinely feminist, then it is intersectional, which means it works for the power of everyone, including men. So if you're ever listening to something and you find yourself on the guilty side of it, the best thing you can do is listen don't shut it out, don't ignore it, don't pretend you didn't hear it, really genuinely listen and see what you can gain from it. I hate to be annoying with disclaimers, but when I give generalized content like this, it feels silly not to, you know, not to address the elephant in the room that this doesn't apply to me all the time, and it probably won't apply to everybody all the time, but I feel like the more information, the merrier, and when I learned about it, it explained a lot about my history. Anyway, let's get started on today's episode. We've been talking about the mental load and worry work, and I want to start today by sharing some examples and some common situations that people carrying a heavy mental load might recognize, so that I'll have some examples to work on once I'm offering some potential solutions. So... If you're somebody who constantly has to ask your partner to help you carry in the groceries or help you organize shit around the house or help you tidy, and if you're the reminder scheduling bill payment person, that's completely fair. Some people are more organized than others, and that's great. But is it something you feel like could be delegated in a way that is more efficient or effective for your current household? If you're also in charge of checking in with the kids' emotional needs and physical needs and managing the to-do list and the grocery list and the chore charts and processing all of the information that comes in and processing all the information that goes out and god forbid it's a holiday time in which you're in charge of not only buying and wrapping the gifts but also deciding what those gifts will be which to me is so freaking labor intensive but let's not forget that date nights need to be scheduled because you have to have a social life and if you want to go on vacation next year you're going to start needing to plan that because that doesn't budget for itself and shit it's been a while since you've seen your parents but it's. It's also been a while since you've seen his parents. Should we schedule a grandparent or a family vacation? I don't know. And like I said, if these are things you enjoy doing and it's functioning for your family right now, great. If it's something that you feel like you've been exhausted for no reason, but now you're hearing all this and you're like, holy shit, yeah, I've been doing all of that for so long, I didn't even realize I was doing it, this is for you. Because some families go through periods where things are just hectic dad is really busy doing this thing for the kids and mom is really busy doing this thing for her small business and the kids are really busy doing all their extracurriculars for college. The beauty of life is that there are some busy seasons and while it may feel cumbersome in those moments, if you're doing okay with it, fuck yeah, keep on trucking, baby. Do not let me stop you. But if your partner is someone who is constantly leisuring and asking why you can never relax and it is a cause of tension in your relationship like it is in so many of my friends' relationships and a lot of my past relationships, and am doing everything in my power to avoid ever falling into those again, even though I see myself clinging to old patterns or only criticizing old patterns and not actually changing anything about it, just feeling bad about it. Here's what we do. If you are lucky enough to have a partner you are able to communicate with, that means you both understand you're on the same team. So, It is important for you to consider the time and space in which you are going to address the situation. Don't do it when your partner just got bad news or at some big event. Unless you're a star of a reality TV show, there's no reason for that cruelty. Find a time when it's private and there's not distractions and you can talk like grown-ups who want to find common ground. And I want to share some examples on how we can frame this type of dialogue But obviously, you know your partner better than anyone and you're not a theater major. You don't need to perform. You just need to explain how to get on the same page. And if you're not comfortable doing that because it feels like confrontation, I find it really crucial to have that foundational talk that you are on the same team and you just want to find common ground. And remind yourselves of that as often as you need so that you could keep the goal in mind, which is creating more equity and balance in your relationship and ideally in your lives. Because letting your partner know when you're feeling frustrated having to ask for them to contribute to the household that they live in and benefit from is completely understandable and fair but it often isn't really received well unless we go in with an appreciation of their willingness to help out around the house and an understanding of what that actually looks like to you versus what that looks like to them. Because I find that giving the tasks the beginning, middle, end, and clearly defining expectations and places you can compromise and places where we struggle so that we can discuss when and where one partner might be picking up more slack than the other, and that is fine, but sometimes it's not. If it's all the time. Because our households are like tiny little ecosystems, which means what your environment will need to sustain life will be different than mine. But if there is something toxic within that environment that we are not addressing, it's possible that that thing dominates the relationship altogether. And we definitely want to avoid that if we can. And I swear, at some point in this mini series, I'm going to share actionable stuff with you. I was thinking today, maybe tomorrow, But at this point, it might be Tuesday. I like to think we're committed, though, so buckle up, baby. I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Goodbye, beautiful angel.